It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divas That Care. My name is Candace Gish. You know what? You know, I always say that I'm always excited about all my guests are coming on the program, and I, I definitely I am so excited because it's such a pleasure to have these amazing women back on our program. But today's guest is really special to me. Um, she's an amazing woman that I've had the opportunity to know for quite a few years now, and she's always inspired me to be the best person I can be. So I'm so excited to have her back on today's program. If this is your very first time tuning into the Divas That Care, a huge welcome to each and every one of you. The Divas That Care is now in its 11th season, and we are listening to in over 30 countries around the world. So thank you guys so much, you know, for just being a part of this with us. All right, let's get started. Joe Dibley is my amazing guest today, and I'm so excited to have her. So welcome back, Joe. Oh, it's awesome to be here. And, you know, always, you know, these things that happen in life and serendipity and the whole nine yards, it's, it's amazing. And you do amazing work. Uh, you know, I've been watching you for a number of years. We've known each other. And the growth that's happened for all of us that are committed to being the change, it's it's like nothing else. Like you can see people evolving on a daily, for sure monthly basis. I see people rising up and saying, I want to be part of something that's bigger than myself, which is, you know, for me, why I started writing in the first place and share a little bit, if that's okay with you, just to say, you know, it all started. Thank you, hon. It all started really with Frock Off, which I'm not swearing for people that are just hearing this for the first time. Frock is a costume. I was a witness in a murder investigation. I spent 35 years in hiding. I know what it feels like to play small. I know what it feels like to stay hidden. And I also know what it feels like to have a deep desire to serve others. And that is actually what kept me sane during those times. And then once I launched that book, everything changed in my life. Once I decided to stand on my story rather than in it, everything changed. And unbeknownst to me, so for those of you that are listening, if you if you think or know you're dyslexic, I am as well. And I thought there's no possible way that a dyslexic could write an award-winning book. There's just no way. Well, it's possible. That's what editors are for. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, that... Is that true, though? It's like we're too close to our own work anyway, you know, so yep. why not be that, you know, and that's why they exist, and that's why they're brilliant, and I wouldn't be where I am without the editors I've worked with, but Prokoff launched me into, you know, the writing world, really, of coming out, sharing my story of of being that secret witness changed everything for me, and now we've just recently launched Bella's Dash, which you know, equally as impactful as Brock Off, but in a completely different way and yet exactly the same, which makes no sense, but it makes total sense to me. But, you know, I'm dyslexic, so, hey, I can make up anything. So, yeah, I'm very, very excited to be here. I'm honored to be here and be part of the this program, to be part of your story, for you to be part of mine. It's 
an honor to serve with others that actually care and do more than talk about it. You know what? I completely agree. And I'm that's excited when you decided to come back onto the Davis War. We're beyond excited to have you, Joe. Um, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. And you've had quite an adventure in the last couple of years. Um, you've done a lot of traveling. Um, and I kind of want to talk mm-hmm. about that because I think that's kind of led into writing your book. It absolutely has. Well, you know, in 2016, just to give you a little recap, we decided to go and do, you know, my husband's a retired firefighter, so he decided he'd love to spend the winter in Baja, Mexico. And I was open to trying it out. I just said I need something to do because, as you know me, I, I don't sit still. I, uh, You know, that old adage that a rolling stone gathers no moss. There's no moss on me ever. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like moss, but just not on me. Um, but, you know, we went down and right away I found a place to volunteer with rescue dogs. And I thought, okay, this is pretty cool. And then I met uh, the children of Nuevo Creations in Los La Paz, which is an orphanage. And so I started doing work with them. And then we found out, because, you know, that wasn't enough at that point. So we found out about mm-hmm. the clinics that help make sure that they're, you know, the sterilization clinics for uh, dogs and cats so we don't have an overpopulation, therefore leading to more rescue, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I volunteered there and started you know, really started to realize there was so much need that we actually sold our house in Canada and we took up primary residence in Mexico. We are still Canadian citizens. However, we're also permanent residents of Mexico and we're building a home down there so that we can volunteer more. That was really the premise, but it all was kicked off by this desire to go and see something, do something different. But then again, you know, you can't help it if you're service-oriented, you're going to find... (laughs) There's always work. Yeah. There's always work. There's always ways to give back. And so when we started working with the rescues and then I started fostering and then Flight Angel, that's a whole other story of I really we wanted to was to be there for more months of the year. So we are down there for seven months, come back and forth. It's it actually probably works out to seven and a half months because we're back and forth to Canada to make sure we meet our our, our legal obligations for our citizenship. Yeah. Um, and to visit family and friends that we love and adore and miss when we're away. But it is, it has been life-altering on so many levels. Oh, my gosh, and I love it. And you have inspired others to come down and help you also. Yes, we started. So you may remember that a while ago, back in my – when I first launched Frock Off, we were doing uh, events to help women really step into who they really were and, connecting more women really in business, making sure that we were like-minded and and lifting each other. And that was phenomenal. I loved it. I loved being part of other people's stories and and their journeys. And my background was in event planning even before that, which you and I have known each other for that long. Holy moly. Um, (laughs) But that's that's dating me, isn't it? Um, But then, you know, I got when I got, when I was down in Mexico I realized, you know, anybody can book a Mexican vacation. Of course they can. Like that's a doable thing. Well, even in these crazy times they can still do it. However, what they couldn't do was see Mexico at its like really experience Mexico, the rustic, the raw, the real. And also if they were volunteer servants of heart, they didn't know where to start 
where do I go if I want to help with rescue, for example? Where do I go if I want to help the kids at the orphanage? And, and so on and so on. And so I decided to turn my event planning skills into creating these volunteerism events. So people come down, and somebody laughed the other day and said, I can't believe people pay you for this. I said, that's not what they're paying me for. But that being said, they come down, and they get to to work alongside everything they desire. So we we curate everything that they want to do through these different um, areas that I've been talking to you about, including going to some of the poorest of poor areas to work with both the dogs and the humans. Um, you know, and or any other animals. We've worked with cows, too. But um, the thing about this is that this experience is different than anything else they could have, they could actually acquire only because they're coming with that mindset ahead of time. There are other volunteerism events, but they're not specifically set for women in business. And not to say that you have to be in business, but to say that, you get a different sense of belonging and doing, and also you can give back in a much more impactful way because it's hands-on. Yes. When I tell you we're hands-on in the clinic, we are hands-on. The vet hands you the animal that's still asleep, and you have to take it from being in that position to making sure it wakes up and it's ready and it's fine, there's no issues. I thought there was someone in between when I first volunteered. No, you are that. You are the in-between. So it was, it's pretty <laughs> exciting. You know, live and learn. <laughs> so it's cool. Live and learn. But what an amazing experience. And you mm-hmm. know what? I completely understand because being a woman in business, you know, you always know that there's something, there's more to it. You know, there's that reason why mm-hmm. and you want to give back because there's just this, this thing inside of you. And to know that you are doing good, it makes it mm-hmm. worthwhile. It does. It does. And you know what? Often people don't know. It's that old adage, when we know better, we do better. So when I used to go to Mexico, I made assumptions. Like, this is way before we started traveling down there. Uh, you know, I made big assumptions about how lifestyle was, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm here to tell you those assumptions are long gone. And you know the word assume. I won't go into that because we all know that. But, um, <laughs> no. Yeah, it was it was very eye-opening. It is so rewarding, though, Candace. Like, the people, regardless if it's a Mexican family bringing their dog or cat in to be spayed or neutered, or, or it's someone who they can't even keep their animal anymore because of circumstance. I mean, when you earn $7 a day, life is very different than what you and I understand life to be. And so when businesswomen come, they have the means also to be part of the solution. And so we have raised a lot of money. In fact, Bella's Dash, when it launched, the whole premise of Bella's Dash was to kick off Team Bella and make sure we can donate funds to them on a, like every single sale of the proceeds go right to our not-for-profit. I have a not-for-profit that we started, but also to our other three not-for-profits. So we're doing, you know, a four-split kind of thing where we're making sure that we're ongoing. It's not just, we did this launch and here's some money. No, this is ongoing. I think so far to date, we've helped stay and neuter. I think it's 90 dogs. And if you know the math oh, behind I know, it's just amazing. Did you know that a male and a female dog, if not stay and neutered, can create up to 67,000 offspring in six years? Oh, my gosh. I'm letting it register. 
67,000. And we don't often think of that because we look at the one female having the six puppies. But if they're not spay or neutered, especially if they're feral, they're producing a lot of puppies, which creates a whole different ballgame, right? So it is really critical work. And I'm honored that they trust me enough to get in there and do what needs to be done, even though I was shocked the first time. But, yeah, pretty <laughs> impressive. I like, love oh, that. Okay. So that kind of, and that kind of led you into Bella's Dash. And I want to learn it about is. that because I was so ex- um inspired when I started learning about this and you were posting different things. I was kind of watching like, what is this all about? So let's talk about that because I think our listeners are going to love it. So thank you so much for that. Well, Bella's Dash is really about our rescue dog that we uh, were able to adopt in 2013. And so that is well before we hit Mexico, but we adopted Bella because both Michael and I had, had this feeling that we needed a dog really to, you know, solidify our family. We we were married. Uh, Justin at the time was uh, 13. And I thought it would be great for us. We had, we had a lovely cat who was grumpy tequila who's since passed. But there was something about having a dog and the responsibility of having a dog and all that stuff and just uniting the family. So when we adopted Bella, really it was for us. Like it, there was, I didn't, understand the bigger story behind Bella until much later and as we went. Uh, so fast forward, we had Bella and, you know, I started to see things with Bella and that Michael, of course, being retired from the fire, uh, fire department, it's very common for first responders to have PTSD and Bella would seem to pick up right away. He's in trouble or he's struggling. For me, she helped me really write and untangle some of the anxiety issues I had but I didn't even know that at the time because that's how dogs are they are intuitive with you if they are part of your family meaning they come into your home they're they're really ingrained in everything you do and so we had Bella tragically we lost her and she was only two um and it was a very a very difficult time because it was to a drunk driver who she was all she was on the street he didn't kill any of the kids so it's very sad I don't want to make it about that right now but it was extremely tragic and I decided you know at the time first I needed a few months to process because we didn't realize that she had really become our service dog we had no idea but then when she passed all these people started writing letters to the editor like we lived in a small town on Vancouver Island it's Sook these people said they met this dog and this dog changed their life. I'm like, what? I didn't know that. I had no idea. We had, I have, there's no exaggeration. I have pictures. We had so many casseroles and flowers for Bella. I had nowhere to put them. People were bringing them from all over the place that lived in that community saying, you have no idea. One gentleman wrote me a very, oh, it was, it was, I didn't, I, I still to this day, I'm, shocked by this. This one gentleman wrote me this note. He said, do you remember a day you were down at Whiffin Spit, which is the spit that is along the ocean where we lived. You were walking and your dog came and sat by me and you kept saying, Bella, Bella, it's time to go and she wouldn't leave. Do you know why she wouldn't leave? He said, she saved my life that day. I was going to take my life. And that's when I knew I had to write it. Oh, wow. That was so impactful. Um, you know, for him to even share that, I didn't write that in the book. That's kind of a 
secret story that only when you're hearing about this, only because I wanted to be respectful. But Mm -hmm. he changed me to realize it was much more to Bella than what we actually even knew. Anyway, we wrote, I decided to write that story and tell about all the things, you know, all the changes. But it's also a collection of stories that I curated from various people that some of who you know, um, who shared their story about their rescue. And it was, the whole premise is that rescue dogs, or any kind of dog, like meaning dogs in general, are healing yeah. more than we realize. They have impact and power to change our lives that more than we can actually even know. I had no idea, like no idea, hon, what she had done for us until she wasn't there. And then I knew right away what was going yeah. on. So, yeah, so we started. And then the stories, just, you know, I approached a few people that I knew that had rescue dogs. And I said, I'd love you to share about, you know, how you how you met, how you adopted, you know, why, that kind of thing. Some of the stories are, they're all heartwarming. Some are sad. Some are really funny. Some are the truth about failed adoptions, right? Uh, these mm-hmm. are just true stories that will impact you. And the reviews have all been phenomenal. Oh, People stating every dog, yeah, yeah. They, they're all saying do- every dog owner needs this book because of the impact. Because it's also written to acknowledge for, for those who have PTSD or anxiety, anybody who has anxiety. But dogs change our lives. I know I'm preaching the conversion. They do, this, but they they impact in a way. It's it's hard to explain, right? So that oh is, my that gosh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Well, we're so excited um, that you wrote this book. You put it together. And we are so excited to share that with all of our listeners today because I think it's really important to read amazing stories like that because, you know, I think in the last couple of years here, in the last 18 months, I always tell people that the thing that really changed my life, too, was having my dog. My husband decided that we needed a dog in our family just to Mm – and it was before – um, COVID and, and you know just right before it, he's like oh we need to get a puppy and I'm like oh I'm not too sure our lives are pretty busy and then all of a sudden our lives everything stopped <laughs> I'm like oh yeah. maybe this dog came into our life at the right time and it, he made such a difference and I'm so thankful I'm so grateful for him he he's done so much for me and I think it's because of him that I've been able to keep going and not feel so mm-hmm. overwhelmed with life mm-hmm. and so I always think you know what let's do this and him and I will sit on the couch and we'll watch we'll watch stories on YouTube about other yep. animals and I'm yep. like, here we go and then it brightens my day you know it just brings that big smile to my face so I'm like a book like yours that's going to bring so many smiles to so many people's faces well thank you that's exactly how I feel you know the even just because we haven't officially launched the book, we just did an Indiegogo crowdfunding to try and raise money for these organizations, which we did. We were really, I'm so thrilled we raised, because uh, private donations kept coming even after it ended. So we raised $7,000 in total, which was amazing. You know, that in and of itself, the impact and, and being able to share that money with all of our non-for-profits uh, is just, it's awesome. I love it. But the awareness is also the other piece, right? As you said, like, when you have an animal, you understand, especially, I love cats, before I say this, but there is, dogs are different. They have an intuitive sense of when we're in trouble. They also know, 
you know, they will walk into a room and they will bring the joy just by entering the room. Like, that's a different kind of an, uh, a, a feeling and experience, what have you. But it is important. And I do think in these last two years, anything that brings joy to our lives and helps other beings is exactly yeah. what we need. There's no disconnect on any of that. Oh, my goodness. Just thank you so much. I am excited. I can't wait to read this book. I know that our listeners are going to want you. So how can our listeners hold of a, get a hold of your book and, so they can well, – actually, I should say, when does it come out and when can they purchase it? So when we did our launch, we decided to go ahead and put it on um, – uh, sorry, put it on Amazon. It's also being, uh, I've seen now ads on Indiegogo chapters, but the fastest way to get it is through Amazon. And I would say the the best way to do it, really, if you want to get it in your hands, is to go through Amazon. We're probably not going to launch till later in November, uh, and I'll be sure to share that information with you later. But right now, you don't have to wait. You can go ahead and get the book. Uh, so many have already been getting back to me saying, oh, I thought I had to wait. No, you don't have to. You can go ahead with the fundraiser. Obviously, we got the books into people's hands, and so the reviews have been absolutely I, – I, I know it's a good story. That's not, uh, that's not from the author. I'm just saying I know the impact it has. And so I know we can make a significant difference in people's lives. So I would say Amazon's your best bet at this point, either .ca or .com. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. Well, Joe, I know that you have are a traveling woman and you're heading back down to Mexico right now. I would mm-hmm. love to ask you, do you have any tips and tools, anything you'd love to share with our listeners today? Uh, with regards to the travel in particular? <laughs> uh, anything. Yeah. You know, honestly, it would be great yeah. to hear any types of tips from you. Say, you know, the, the thing that's happened for me that – is over and over again proven to me, is to stay present. Stay present no matter what. Now, I was joking with you earlier. Because we are heading down to Mexico, I'm sitting in a Costco parking lot uh, in Medford, Oregon right now. And, you know, the old me thought everything had to be, had to be just so. It doesn't. What has to be is you have to be present. That's all that has to be. You know, everything that's normal is going on around me outside in a normal Costco parking lot, and yet here I am having a conversation with you that's heartfelt, that's real, (laughs) and it's about something important. So I would say be present mostly and be on the lookout for the unexpected. What I mean by that is you can be in a parking lot and have a moving experience. And I'm not even just talking about our call, like, you can see something that changes your life if you're willing, again, to be present. So staying focused on what's important and understanding if there is something on your heart, if you have a big dream, do not wait. If, if anything we've learned over the last couple of years, that waiting is not a good idea because things can change on a dime. Lives are gone. Lives are here. But let's live now. Let's not wait. That's exactly how we live. There's no, no moss on us. So that'd be my tip. I love that. It's a perfect tip. And, you know, it's a perfect way to end our program because, you know what, we never know where our journey is going to take us. And I don't think you ever imagined your journey would take you there. 
And I would have never imagined my journey taking me here. So I just love it. And Joe, you are such an inspiration to myself and I know to so many of our listeners out there. So thank you so much for coming onto the program, being a part of the Divas. You know, I, I've been, it's been a pleasure, as I said, to know you for so many years now and to see all the things you're doing. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's an honor. And if there's anything I can do to serve, please let me know. Um, as I said, you can find information on Bella's Dash. Our not-for-profit is Team Humanity Baja. I'll send you that information as well just so people know. But I'm honored, and thank you so much for having me, Candace. Thank you for all the good work you're doing. Well, thank you so much. And, Joe, if you're interested, we would love to have you on our Giving Tuesday program where we showcase all our charities and causes around the world. So we would definitely love to be a part of that. I would be honored. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And a huge shout-out to all of our listeners today. As I mentioned at the beginning of the program, it's because of all of you that we've continued to do our program for 11 years now. Uh, We're so excited. We have an amazing group of hosts on the Divas of Care Network, so make sure that you check them out and check out all their guests also. But for all of you listening to today's program, I will be posting all of Joe's information on our social media, so make sure that you check it out. Make sure that you also share this program, like it, and comment because um, we want to get it out. Thank you to my amazing guest, Joe. Thank you to our listeners. And I hope that you all have a fantastic day. Make sure you do something kind. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.